Welcome to the Las Vegas Phil Food and Social Podcast, where we cover topics related to the current social media scene regarding food with some of the most popular accounts around the city and talk about their success in Sin City and beyond. I'm your host, Philip Zhang, aka Las Vegas Phil, F-I-L-L. Check me out on IG or TikTok and feel free to email me anything at lasvegasphil at gmail.com. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 17 of the podcast. This week's guest is uh, Cody Musler, aka Local Living. She's made a big splash on the Vegas social media scene the last year, specifically on TikTok, where there are awesome videos covering Las Vegas from popular spots to hidden gems and everything in between. Originally starting her IG account in April of 2018 with great food pics and candid shots, her work and presence online has morphed into a reliable source for people planning their vacations in Sin City and also for locals who had no idea these spots ever existed. Many businesses have felt the reverberations of Cody's posts with lines out the door for days to come soon after they go live. And with so much content around, the work that Local Living puts into her TikToks, for me, makes them stand above the rest with slick transitions, great insight, and that unmistakable, unique voice that is Cody. 10 days after celebrating her 20K followers on TikTok in early February, she blew the doors off her account with her first Omega Mart post with 4.7 million plays and 1.1 million likes and really hasn't looked back. Joining the podcast this week with over 184K followers on TikTok and over 9K on Instagram, uh, welcome Cody, aka Local Living, to the show. Hello. You always make those sound the best. I know everyone tells you that, but I'm like <laughs> smiling and blushing. So I'm like, wow, you sound so cool. <laughs> you but are cool. What are you talking Thank about? Thank you so much. The biggest reason why I do the intro is for people who, there are people outside of Vegas that listen to this and, and I really want to give them the best reason to, to tune in. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fair. It makes I'm, sense. I'm so- well, hello to everyone and thank you for having me film. So excited. Yeah. So let's go back a little into, I mean, your, your history. You actually grew up in Vegas, born and raised. Yeah. You went to school at UNLV. Yep. And then what were you studying? So I studied psychology um, with a like, specialty in neuroscience. Um, so I wanted to go to medical school. I wanted to be a neurosurgeon or a psychiatrist. I know I it's still a large passion of mine. I still wish, you know, sometimes I would have gone that route. But favorite saying of mine is man plans and God laughs. So I am where I am because I'm supposed to be here. So it was really That's exciting. Awesome. Yeah, for sure. And then when did you realize that medical or... I mean, wasn't going to be in the cards for you or yes. not right now? I, I don't think it's going to be in the cards in this lifetime at all, um, which is completely okay. I've come to terms with it. I was obviously going through it in college and I was present in my sorority chapter. And long story short, my sorority got in trouble. During my senior year, I was basically blamed for everything my chapter did. Um, ultimately, I was basically, you know, the they had to blame someone. someone and you were the face and the leader of the whole thing. So. Yeah. And right. so they blame me, unfortunately, um, with oh. a bunch of other girls. There's a lot of girls that unfortunately got in trouble, but they blame me. I wasn't at the location of the event that got us in trouble, but I was the president. So when that happened, my bio degree, which I was kind of trying to go through instead of having a psychology degree, I wanted a bio degree and they found some of my credits to not be as valid. Basically, an advisor put them in wrong, I guess. And so they took those credits away. And then they took away my summer credits. And basically, I would have had to retake a bunch of classes. So during my final semester, I was like, you know, I'm done with this. It was so exhausting. Um, And so I switched to a minor of law and justice. I added it and took on the psychology major instead. And I wanted to actually go to law school because during the whole process with my chapter, I had to get a lawyer. And the lawyer ultimately told me during an appeal, I know this, I'm trying to keep it short, but during an appeal process um, with the university, the lawyer after when I won it, she said, listen, you should go to law school. Like you, I don't think you were meant for medical. I think you were meant to be a lawyer. And I, I was like, okay. So I added that and I decided that, you know, maybe that's the route I want to go in instead of medical. So I took the LSAT and I also decided that wasn't for me. It wasn't where my heart was. Obviously, I wanted to go to medical school. After I graduated, I decided that, you know, neither of those routes were for me. Um, And also during college, I did event coordinating. So I was in my chapter. I had jobs doing event coordinating. And I really 
thought maybe that would be the route I wanted to go in. Even though I didn't have an event planning degree or a hospitality degree, I was like, forget it. That's where I'm going to go. Um, and I got a job right out of college, roughly getting, um, doing events and coordinating them for college students, actually. And that's when I was like, you know, this is maybe the route for me to go event coordinating or marketing. And now I'm kind of doing social media marketing, which I guess is where I'm supposed to be. And I hope to continue. That's awesome. Yeah, I love it. How did you originally decide to start doing social media stuff for food and, and stuff like that in 2018? When, why did you start? So I initially, I wanted, I, I don't even think it was me who pushed me, actually. My friends and family, when I started driving, I was like the number one person to go to. Everyone was like, where are the local spots? Where should we go eat? What should we check out? Um, and being underage in Vegas is so hard. So when we, when I was under 21, I was like the go-to person. So like, obviously like pinball, hall of fame, fame, um, bowling, um, the GBR arcade we used to go to all the time, like movies and just random things, drive-ins. And I just kept finding more and more things. And then restaurants, when we started getting like jobs, when our parents weren't paying anymore, then we would find restaurants to go to. And my friends always just said, you know what, you should post this. And I think it was because they saw... Um, like Yugo and Happy Tummy, the Las Vegas Foodie, Unlocked, like all of you guys were posting and they're like, Cody, you should do something like that. And we were in the donut bar in 2015. And it was the first time I had actually seen like influencers in the wild, I would say. Um, and I saw these foodies behind the counter at donut bar. And I was with two of the friends have been telling me to do it for so long. And they looked at me and they're like, that should be you like you should do this. And it took me obviously a few years after that of them convincing me to finally take the leap. And we were driving to Canyon Beach in Oregon and I had taken pictures of our entire Oregon tr trip that I planned. And I came up with the name Local Living and I was like, you know, it'd be so fun to do a travel and food like Instagram. And so my first posts weren't actually food. It was like, I know I archived them now so you can't see them, but it was like a waterfall picture of Charlie in front of a waterfall um, and then there was some food and there's some like pictures of the Pikes Pikes Market, I think it's called, where in Seattle. Yeah, Pikes Market. Yeah. yeah, Pikes. And so it was all that. And that's what I originally wanted to go for. And I came home and I told my friends they weren't allowed to follow me. They weren't allowed to like look at it. They were, I was like, I did it because of you guys, but please don't look at it. I'm really <laughs> embarrassed right now. Let me figure it out. And then it just started growing. And yeah, so I just I just did it on a whim and on a trip. And I'm so glad I did. And then you were originally using a real camera primarily, right? Kind of, sort of. I Yeah, I went to a few events and I used my phone and I just wasn't very good at it. I couldn't understand the angles as easy as everyone else. And so what, when I got my new camera, that's when I started like really diving in with it. And mm -hmm. I think my initial want for that was to be a food photographer. So when I got my camera and I started doing this, I was like, you know, it'd be so cool to be a food photographer and do it for like magazines and do the whole spread and go to restaurants and do like the PR side of it for magazines. And it wasn't as fun as I thought it would go was going to be. So yeah, that's why okay. I started using my phone again. So I was using a camera for a really long time though. Right. I remember the first times we had shot at some place, maybe like 595 or something like that. I remember you were using the, a regular camera for a lot of the shots. Yeah. And the, the pictures come out beautifully. I still yeah. love how they look. I think it's also the reason I didn't want to use it anymore was because people like in your face photos and the camera on your phone just does that when you can figure out how to take it properly you're in you know that like all the foodies who use their phones know that and it's so funny to try and explain that to a restaurant when you bring in your phone and they're like these are going to turn out good and you're like just wait because once you figure it out it's like it's it's the better option sometimes so totally and then it is interesting that you know there's so many talented photographers doing amazing work amazing editing but as far as for the social media scene in Vegas, it just doesn't really resonate or, or blow up. So 2018, and you're doing IG for a couple of years, you start TikTok maybe last year in July? Yes. All right. So how did you decide to uh, go to the, the new TikTok? The voiceovers? Like or just generally, like, I mean, you started posting. Um, yeah. So... I think I'm always interested if there's a new social media platform. I think that any person who is involved with social media obviously knows that we look for the next best thing. Um, and TikTok was blowing up, but 
I felt the same way a lot of people did. I was like this dancing platform. I do not want to be on it. Um, But I secured my username anyways. I'm like, you never know. Like, you never know where this platform is going to go. And so, yeah, I just got on and started watching it. And I think when I started noticing there was more food things happening on the app, that's when I was like, all right, like, you just need to post something. And so that's when I started, like, posting random stuff. And, yeah, obviously, I had a gap in that time frame where when I was posting that random stuff and when I actually had my first, like, minor blow up, And that was a huge transition for me. I think that I was watching what everyone was doing on the platform. I mean, that's when I, why I initially started posting was because I saw other people posting and then mine weren't hitting. And I was so confused why. I mean, TikTok in general is a very confusing platform. You post something that you've worked so hard on or you think is going to go good. And then you're like, what did this just do? It just tanked in a better way of words. And I think that's why I took a break from it and I was noticing voiceovers becoming popular and some of the biggest influencers like Tolls and Hooked were doing them. And I was like, I think I can do this. And so I told Charlie, we we're going to eat at the front yard. And it, it was an influencer invite for Instagram. And I was like, I'm just going to try it. Like, what's the worst that can happen? It tanks and I never do it again. And it, it did fantastic. I think I got 125,000 views within I think a day and a half, which was really big at the time. Yeah. And it was funny because I thought a hundred thousand meant you went viral, which it kind of does in the city, like depending on how big your city is. I mean, right. that's a pretty good amount of views. But I, I remember telling like my whole family, I'm like, I just went viral. I just went viral and having no idea what I was really talking about. Um, obviously, I didn't know what viral really was until Mega Mart, but yeah. Right. But yeah. that's exciting. You know, you 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 took the break, kind of came back with a whole new approach and, mm-hmm. and a whole new look. Charlie's voice in the beginning, you know, yes. aka the rock. Yes. <laughs> oh, like so that's like the OGs know that one. Right. That is so funny. Yeah, and Charlie was a big part of that. I told him I I remember sitting in the car because that voiceover I did in the car. That's why it's so bad. Cause I literally edited it as we were walking to the parking garage from the front yard. I did the voiceover in the car and I was like, I have to post by noon. I have to post by noon. And I, I was like, come up with something right now on spot. And that's what he came up with. And oh, I was really? like, wow, you're genius. <laughs> like, you're so, that's hilarious. That was so good. And he was like, really? And I'm like, yeah, it's going to work. Trust me. And, um, and then it got annoying after a few times because people started <laughs> saying, can you get rid of that? But the, <laughs> first, the first time he did it, it was fantastic. I, yeah, but on spot, he came up with it. So, and then you finished the whole thing in the car. Yeah, I am. Um, I'm really I'm a really quick editor. Like I'm really good at like putting it together. I usually can film at a restaurant and have it edited by the time I'm home on most cases. Whoa. Um, yeah, I'm I'm pretty quick. The voiceover is the only thing that takes me so long. And right. it's roughly just because I'm trying to figure out where I want to say things, how I want to say things. And that takes me a little bit. But the editing's super quick for me. Yeah, I love that. And then so and then with the voiceover, do you write it out bullet points or you just go off the top of your head? It depends on the video. I find that once I'm super excited about, I can just like do it in no time. Like I can go straight into my room, record it really quick and be done. The ones that I'm like, I have no idea what to say about this. Not that it wasn't a good restaurant. Just like, I don't know what to really say. I don't know what's going to be catchy. Like maybe it's a, maybe it's difficult to talk about for me as in like Mexican food. I get made fun of a lot by how I say things. So it's really hard for me to do a voiceover for a Mexican restaurant. Um, So like those take me a little longer just because I'm trying to figure out how I can say it. I don't want to offend anyone. I don't want to say anything wrong. Um, but sometimes for those, I'll do like bullet points so I can get it everything or attempt to get everything correct. Right. And I love that you're able to really jam in a lot of information in, in 30 seconds more than, than I could do, but it doesn't seem rushed. It just seems very, the flow is great. I really appreciate that in the work. And I think perhaps maybe a lot of people will kind of just take your, I mean, just regular viewers take the the video for granted, but I mean, there's a lot of work that goes into it and I'm so impressed they're able to do it so quickly. Thank um, you. That's awesome. I think that I'm um, also, I, I don't know if many people know this and it's kind of young time, but when I was in high school, I actually was in broadcast. So I did broadcasting my entire like four years of high school, roughly. 
Um, and so I was editing videos. I was on the live broadcast. So that's oh, kind wow. of like where I started the whole like video thing. So I, I knew how to edit videos already. I knew how to do voiceovers. So when I do it now, it's, it's even easier because I'm not doing a 30 minute video. I'm doing a 30 second one. And that's, that's pretty simple for me now, but it took a long time to figure it out, obviously. Wow. So yeah, the broadcasting experience in high school definitely yeah. helped you a big time. Yeah, taking something, an elective from high school into my future, I guess. You <laughs> say so you don't really learn anything in high school. No. Obviously, I learned a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was, I was going, reviewing a lot of the videos and some of them, the transitions are like 15 transitions up to 30 different frames. And I loved like the speed changes throughout when you're zooming in and out. Thank that, you. I don't think a lot of people really do or, or really appreciate just at least on in our scene or on our level. So when going into a video, when creating it, do you do you have an initial vision or do you just kind of piece everything together after? Is it different every time? I think it's different every time. I can definitely notice the difference in my own videos, obviously, when I'm trying or when I'm not trying. Usually if the business is having me in as a collaboration, I will, or a partnership, I think everything through prior. Um, but there's a lot of videos that I post that we just go and we buy the meal and it's a spontaneous filming for me. And those are the ones I'm like, oh, you didn't really put any, <laughs> you didn't really put any effort into this, but sometimes those do the best. And right. I, I think, I think viewers appreciate that the, the not perfect look of certain things. So, but yeah, I definitely, it, it varies throughout all my videos, whether I had a process for it, if I thought about it, or if I just threw it together. But the same, I do the same filming process for everywhere I go. So we do the exact same thing. Um, I think Charlie knows it pretty well now, and I'm very thankful for him. Um, but we do the exact same thing. We go in, we film it. Every time we get a food or a meal, we film it a certain way. So it's all the same after a while. So yeah, I mean, the only different one that I filmed that I really had to think through was on the record. And that one was really difficult with how I did the process and where, how many things I had to hit and the time frame I had to put that video in, that was a little more difficult than the rest of them. Sure. And then if it's okay, I want to yeah. kind of go into the monetizing part. Yeah, of course. So, I mean, speaking of on the record and other things like that, I mean, monetizing seems to be kind of like a, a tough thing for, for many of the Vegas uh, TikTokers, especially after they break 100K and even accounts that I know that have 500K aren't really doing much with business opportunities. Yeah, you've landed some awesome spots with On The Record and Jeep and several others as well. What's kind of your advice to someone trying to make more money on TikTok? Well, honestly, you should be giving the advice. Um, <laughs> just so everyone knows, Phil is actually the reason I started monetizing my account. So a huge thank you to you. Of course. Um, but no, I think that Phil gave the best advice. He... He basically said, you know, if you, then you can correct me if I'm wrong, of course, but basically if you feel like you can ask them for money, ask them for money. And if you don't feel comfortable, don't do it. Um, and really think about what you're giving up if you ask for money and they say no. And I think that was a perfect way to kind of tell me how to do it. And that's how I would tell, I guess, everyone else now is that if you feel like the company can afford to do it and you're not asking for too much, then say an amount that one you feel comfortable with and you think that the restaurant will feel comfortable with um, and that you're worth. I think that when I first started, I asked you at like 20K your opinion on like, when can I start making money? And what's funny is you just like, I didn't know that not a lot of influencers or foodies in the city monetize. I thought everyone above a certain number was asking for money. And I think it was when I started realizing you can make money off this is when I realized not a lot of people do. And it's, it's kind of, it makes sense because we want to help local businesses, but at the same time, this is turning into a business for a lot of influencers. And yeah. we are creating such a wave in the marketing industry that we are the way to market these restaurants. We have Absolutely. such a large um, amount of viewers throughout all of us. And I think that's important. So yeah, my advice would be, if you have an amount of followers and you're, I'll speak specifically on TikTok because that's how I'm able to monetize it. But if you're getting a certain amount of views and you have a certain amount of followers on TikTok, I think that there is definitely a possibility you can ask 
whoever is asking you to collab if they have the ability to partner with you and don't be scared to do it. And you can ask in different ways. If you do not want to work with that restaurant or that place, ask for a little more money because you're doing, I guess, more work on your end. But at the end of the day, you're helping local restaurants. So just prioritize that over asking for money. That would be my best advice. That's awesome advice. I think well, thank you. I think that. I got it from one of the best. <laughs> All right. So going back to the Jeep. Oh, this one's or, great. It's the first one I use a drone in. I know. And to me, a drone is very daunting. <laughs> but I think um, Vegas Jeep Tours is the company he's talking about, guys. And it is a spectacular company. You can rent from them and go anywhere in the city. And they definitely allow you like a different view on Las Vegas. Yeah, this is fun. I wasn't initially going to use a drone, but I right. didn't know how to capture the Jeep because I didn't want it to be about us and I didn't want it to be about just the places. So I needed the Jeep in the places. And this was the best way. That's actually footage from Maverick helicopters too. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I, I pulled from Maverick because I, I took that tour, I don't know, earlier yes, this year. Uh, the Red Rock tour, yeah. Yeah, the Red Rock tour. And I was like, how else do I show Red Rock? And I was like, I can't. It was so windy the day I took my drone to Red Rock that I decided I didn't want to fly it too high. And because I, I didn't, I don't know, I was too scared. It's not even my drone, it's my dad's. And I was like, I don't want to lose his drone or break his drone. So I was like, how do I pull more footage? And so that was my only way I could think about it. Oh, it worked out. But like, like I love the eight, the driving on the eight and things like that. Like, were these all one takes or did you have to keep going? At, I mean, with your first time using a drone? So I practiced on the drone the whole day before. And okay, I'm being dramatic. Not the whole day. It was roughly like 40 minutes. And <laughs> we just went into my backyard and we just flew it. And it, it was harder to fly it in a busy area because you're trying to not distract people or make them focus on you because you don't you just don't want that and you don't want people looking up the drone so yeah i had to do a few takes different takes with if people were involved in it i would have to fly back and fly forward again so i could get them like not looking um, right. but i cut most of that out but when you use a drone at least our drone it's only i think it was 15 minutes of battery life Oh, so wow. I had to do roughly everything pretty quick. We had like three batteries, so it was it helped. And then we had to keep charging it. Um, but yeah, everything, I think I only had with all of this, I think I had 20 minutes of footage and that's it. So it was, I mean, that's a lot actually, but yeah. Yeah, you always think you might need more though. So yeah, I, so that's why I'm like, it is a lot when I said that out loud. But we, I just think we just kept trying to come up with ideas and way to film, like ways to film it. I yeah. actually almost ran it into another car, that scene that you just saw there. I was trying to come across and I saw the this other Jeep saw me and they didn't see me and they kept driving. And luckily the drone has like this stopper on it. So it stopped. I think it was like two feet away. So I didn't almost hit it. But that was like for a first time drone flyer. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm done. We're done. We're not filming <laughs> anymore. I was like, I'm going to wreck this drone on another car. I'm gonna have to apologize, but yeah, it was. This was a great one. This was one of my favorite videos I think we've ever made. Yeah, so cool, and just I felt like it was very ambitious, and you just hit the mark on on a lot of the parts. Um, you were in the car the entire time when the drone was up. Yeah, so on the ones that were driving the car, I am actually flying the drone from inside the jeep next to us. But there's a can't like you put your phone in the. Have you ever used a drone? I haven't. Okay, so you put your phone in the remote. So you have your phone as like the camera screen. And I then see. Okay. So you see everything the drone's seeing. So at that point, okay. you're just playing like a video game. And so I was driving it, yeah, from the car. And on the first night, the actually the last clip is the first night we filmed. So we filmed for roughly 24 hours minus like sleep time, you know. But we filmed for at 5 to 8 and then we filmed from six to five the next day. And the night shot was my first time flying the drone in public. And I was really nervous. So we had my friend come and he sat in the back of the Jeep and he is screaming at me the entire time. He's looking at the back and he's like, you're going to run it into a bush. You need to go higher, like fly it faster. And he's like navigating me because I'm, I'm freaking out. I'm so nervous. We're going to lose it. 
Right. Um, obviously, that's <laughs> not how drones drones work. You're not going to lose it. It just goes to your home mark. But it was really funny. So my friend Devin was a huge help in that. He just was screaming from the back that's in awesome. a very calm manner, but like yelling at me to make sure I'm paying attention. Sure. Applying slight <laughs> pressure. Yeah. yeah. Making sure I don't mess it up. But accounts in Vegas really aren't getting that many corporate offers like this for automobiles. So, I mean, I was so happy for you guys to, you. to get this one in and uh, hopefully there's a lot more coming. Yeah. I think that would be my goal is to move, not move it completely, but be able to bring more things in that are, is not just food. I mean, yeah. the goal of the profile in general was to be a travel and food website. Um, Cause I wanted it to be a website more than I wanted it to be a social media platform so I would still love it to go in that direction where maybe it's like more blogging and everything as well. So hopefully one day we'll get there. But right now I'm just so grateful for what we're able to do in general. It's, yeah. it's awesome. Yeah, it is awesome. Yeah. I mean, corporate companies, I mean, obviously see the value, but you know, a lot of local places still are kind of unsure or don't know, or assume that you'll just go in for free. Yeah. Um, what's been that experience been like with with the emails and the pitches and the DMs from places? And then how do you choose which one you want to go to? So in the beginning, before I, obviously I was monetizing, I would honestly go anywhere, which is mm -hmm. great. I think that when you're a growing Instagram or TikTok or whatever, it is important to go where you are invited because they are inviting you because they see something in you. So you should go because it's all learning experience and it does help the local businesses out. Um, but I think as I grew, the way I determined where I wanted to go was kind of exactly what I was saying about monetizing. If I didn't really want to go, um, and maybe it's because I don't personally enjoy the food. Yeah, I'd throw a number and I'd be like, if, if you guys are interested, that'd be spectacular and see if they bite. But it's, it is hard with restaurants not really understanding how social media works to benefit them because at the end of the day we're not asking for money because we want to take it from them and do nothing and i know a lot of restaurants have had horrible experiences with influencers doing that or businesses hotels i completely get that but there's some of us that do what we say and i think those other people have ruined it for us if those restaurants or industry or businesses do have bad experiences with others but the people who don't know it's even hard to explain it to them. It's hard to tell them like, if you pay us, we'll bring you more money than you paid us. Yeah. And sometimes that's not the case. I mean, Instagram and TikTok, it varies. And I completely understand that. Sometimes you ask for an amount and you can't match that in the people who you bring in the door. So I get that there's some odd times and that's business to business. But yeah, at the end of the day, I think that's how I decided starting i just started deciding is by asking like that or i tell them i'm not available this month and it might not be that i don't want to work with them or collab with them it just might be this month i don't have that time to give them for free but i understand i still do a lot of collaborations for free i think we have like four next week and i don't have any paid next week so i just think it's i mean that's why i started this though was to help local businesses but i also need to pay bills and I need to, I, I want to be able to create this into some type of career. So in order to do that, you sometimes have to ask for money. I agree. But yeah, I think that's how, I, how I've been choosing. And so we had dinner with uh, Drew at Golden Steer a couple months ago. And one thing that kind of caught my attention was when you guys were talking about like getting paid based on how viral the video goes instead of mm -hmm. like a set amount which I thought was super interesting and perhaps could be the future of, of how influencers in Vegas get paid. Yeah. Can you talk about that a bit? Drew from Unlocked, he brings up great points with that. And I think that obviously he's been in this industry way longer than I have. Um, and so he, I trust him with a lot of the, the advice he gives when it comes to monetizing. And I think he's correct in the sense of if you're a bigger influencer, it might be more beneficial for you to get paid off your views rather than getting paid up front. Um, and what he says by that is you get paid kind of like if you're doing a promotion or a sponsor, sponsored ad on TikTok or Instagram, you have to pay so much per views. So I think on TikTok right now, it's $7.40 for a thousand views. Okay. 
I don't know. I'm, I, I, I would have to do math, but I think that comes to, it's like $500 would roughly equate to a hundred thousand views. I think that's roughly what I base it on. So I think he's smart with that. So if you can come up with that, where afterward you pay per, you charge them per thousand views and you send them an invoice, I think that you could make a lot of money. However, I don't know if that's always beneficial to the restaurant. I think it would, it would have to depend on who you're speaking to. Um, Because I think it might be easier to charge someone, I, I don't know, $500 up front and maybe their video goes to 300K then and it's a small mom and pa then charging them afterwards and them owing you like two grand because just because the video views went the, your views went large doesn't mean you're bringing that amount of people in correct all the That's time true. i mean sometimes right. it does i've had like you said i've had businesses that have reached out and they're like wow your video like three hundred thousand view video took us we had reservations all day we couldn't get people in i know for berries which i believe we're going to talk about but we one are. of their, I, I mentioned their server, and I think their server was one of the most requested that month, which we'll talk about more. But those things happen. But I can't always, I can't always say that. Like a viral donut video or a viral anything video. I mean, um, making a cake, like anything like that, that is a process video that people can go get other places. Yeah. You don't know if that's going to bring the business that you're hoping to bring business to business. So just because you got 4 million, like I got 4 million on a donut video and I hope that that brought them business. But at the end of the day, I really don't know. So I think that it depends. I would charge based off how I feel that video would do and who would actually be viewed by. Right. Yeah. And can you set it, could you really send an invoice to a local place if it hits 10 million? I don't know. <laughs> and you then, know, and then you're think, sending like a ridiculous. I like, think it would be great i think that it's a fantastic yeah i mean if you could i wonder though, yeah. and that's the thing though if you could prove that that 10 million those 10 million views were mostly in las vegas and you go to their restaurant and they've had lines out the door all week then maybe send them the bill but i don't know that's why that's why it's hard for me i don't think i personally could do that but i think it's a brilliant way it drew when drew said it i was like i think it's i think it's genius yeah um, yeah, I just can't cool. figure it out. I think he needs to do it and then he'll let us know how it goes and then we'll follow. <laughs> and it's what's it. So Drew, if you could figure that out for us, that'd be fantastic. Yeah. And I, but I like that, you know, they, I think the owner would like that too. You're kind of putting it on, on you to, to deliver yeah. the goods. And if God forbid it only gets a hundred shares, then that's a cup of coffee, I guess. <laughs> and that's the other way he said to do it. He said to do it by shares, not just views like a dollar a share yeah. And I, I love that too. And I, yeah, I think you're right. You're putting it more on the creator than you are the business. And I think the shares one I could do. I think the shares one makes more sense for me than the views, just because if you're sharing, I feel like you're actually interested or you're maybe coming to specifically in Vegas, you're coming to Vegas and you're looking to go to that place. So yeah, I think shares would work way more. So if anyone wants to try that and let us know a dollar a share and... <laughs> invoiced after the video is posted yes please well <laughs> don't do it we'll figure it out yeah but yeah i think maybe for a local place you probably need to offer like a cap yeah like i don't know up four g's or whatever it is yeah exactly like up to a certain amount of money and then you don't charge them anything else after that yeah, yeah. i agree i think that would be the way to do it but that's back to the comment about restaurants having to understand the marketing aspect though i actually do i i was reached out to a restaurant it's a very small restaurant and they asked me if they could be on the profile. Now, I did ask them for money only because they were rated extremely bad on Yelp. And I'm a big believer in Yelp. And so I was like, you know, I would love to come in here and I would love to post about it. And I gave them a super low minimum. I think I was like, I don't even know what I said, but it was very small. And they wrote back and they were like, well, do you have proof that your videos actually bring in business. And so I gave them quotes from other businesses. I was like, this is exactly what this place said. This is what this place said. Um, several of us throughout the entire city have done this for a very long time. I would love to come in and maybe just try the food first. And I talked about it. And they, they asked if they could see a data sheet 
that proved from those businesses that they could give them their records um, to see if it's really true. And it was really interesting to me because I was like, one, I would love those too, because I'm always interested if these videos are actually helping. And I know they are. I know my videos bring business, but I would love to see the numbers. I would love to see how much our videos or our posts like do for these businesses, because that's why we're doing it. And he brought up a good thing, though, like how how do we prove to restaurants that don't believe in social media marketing that we are actually doing what we're saying we're doing when we're trying to monetize. And I think that's where it comes really hard to monetize is that a lot of businesses don't understand that. And so I wish there was a way to communicate more with restaurants. And I think as time goes on, a lot of restaurants will grasp how influencer marketing and social social media marketing in general is influencing specifically restaurants. But yeah. I mean, why do they contact you over so many other people? I mean, they got to know, have some sort of idea that you're killing it. So <laughs> thank you. I don't know. Or, or just give them the phone number of the restaurant, have them call the owner. Like, I don't know. That's true. Yeah. I don't know if I'm that ballsy, but maybe <laughs> one day. Right. No, but, I still, I still want to be polite. I just, you were mentioning, and I was like, you know, it's true though. How do you, how do you tell them when you don't even have the numbers yourself. You just yeah. have like a thank you from the restaurant. And that's good enough for me 99% of the time. But when I'm talking to another restaurant, I, obviously it's not. So when someone says thank you now, I'm just gonna be like, can you send me your data points so I can have them right. on record? Right. Uh, but or just show me the line that's out the door. Just yeah, can time. you take me a can you take a picture of the line, please? Send it for proof. So you've mentioned Charlie a couple of times uh, throughout the, the podcast. Charlie is uh, Cody's boyfriend, who is the guy behind the scenes that, that helps a lot with, I mean, kind of everything, right? Everything. So, and same with me. I mean, neither of us would be where we are without our significant mm -hmm. others. Ayumi helps make my posts become the best they can be. Uh, same with you. Uh, can you talk to me a little bit about Charlie's role in, in, all, in all things local living? Yeah, I honestly, you're 100% correct. I don't think I could have done it without him. He was the one who I always say initially sponsored Local Living. Um, I, in college, he would take us on dates and he would let me film or take pictures and he would allow the food to get cold. Um, and he was a real trooper. And so, but yeah, he's behind the scenes on everything. He helps me with the ideas he helps me film. He holds the food. Um, originally, when we were doing influencer events with all the foodies, he would get called the hand model because he would always go with me and then he'd hold all this stuff. And he's so much more than that, obviously, but it was just cute because a lot of other people's significant others weren't there. And it's not probably because they didn't support their significant other doing it. It's just, Charlie, I wanted to be involved from the beginning and he was so kind and he jumped on board and helped me with anything I asked. And from now he does almost just as much as I do. I do the editing and the voiceover, obviously, but that's not how you get the shots. So he helps me film everything. He helps me hold the food. He helps me drink the drinks. Like he does everything with me. And the reason I'm able to get so much food on the table is because he will help me devour it as well. So <laughs> he, is, he is a true partner in this. And I'm, yeah, I couldn't have done it without him. So I'm so happy that he loves the local life just like I do, I guess. Yeah. And to kind of be on this ride with you to see it go from humble beginnings to where it is now is it's probably incredible to, to talk about together. So yeah, we were actually yeah. just talking about it this morning because where I was coming on here and he was like, yeah, you just think like you've, you've grown so much from thinking that it couldn't be anything. And I think my, one of my dreams was always to be able to do something career-wise that is fun and out of the ordinary and like that helps people at the same time and he's like look at what you like look at what we've done look at what you've done like this is this is exactly what you've talked about since you started it um and I hope it's only the beginning for us and I mean he has his own stuff so don't get me wrong like he's he's doing his own career and everything but he's definitely a large help in creating what local living is so very yeah. thankful for him. Also, he's a great guy. So he is. He is. I'm very lucky. I'm so <laughs> he is great. Wish he was here, but he could pop in and say hello. But he's great. So let's get into it with the blow up breakdown. 
Okay. Uh, we're going to talk about Cody's post on berries, which I love, love berries. Uh, let's cue it up from the beginning and let's uh, play with audio. Okay. You asked us our favorite spot to get a good steak, and I say look no further than berries at Circa. First off, I think a good steak has to be paired with an excellent dining experience, so I'm never going to send you guys to a basic steakhouse. There has to be something special about it. This whole meal is matched with untraditional steakhouse interactions. First, we ordered drinks into the old-fashioned cart. Then we got appetizers, which included the spinach, fettuccine, bone marrow luge. And yes, they do pour a shot down the bone. Our meal was complete with the Bang Bang Crispy Cauliflower, Noki, fantastic bone-in ribeye, and lobster mac and cheese, which was phenomenal. We finished the meal by getting both the tableside desserts, the baked Alaska and the campfire s'mores, which were so fun. But beware, the parking at Circa is freaking ridiculous. I hope that doesn't stop you from going. Make a reservation, ask for Billy to be your server, and follow Local Living on IG. And I love you throw that in. That's super helpful. Yeah, a bunch of people in the comments, though, were like, you know, you can get it validated. And I was like, well, they didn't tell me that. How am I supposed to know? They still charge me when I left sad uh but yeah berries is spectacular you you just posted um the mac and cheese uh yeah i did i did it's so good it is so good berries Everyone's, is amazing yeah. yeah and everyone questions me like is it really worth the i believe it's 50 bucks yeah it's 50 bucks oh it's so worth it i, I get two of them the hundred dollar meal just on lobster mac and cheese <laughs> it's so good it's so good so talk to me about the, the pro, I mean, you going in here, the process, you went in knowing you were going to film mm -hmm. the whole thing, right? Yeah. Okay. So this was a date night. Um, I don't remember what exactly it was for. I think it was right after my birthday and yeah, it was right after my birthday and before Charlie. So we went and treated ourselves and I knew I would film it. I guess the process, yeah, is the same as always. I go in, I film the entrance, and I film everything being done. This one was a little different because I looked up everything before I went, so I knew exactly what I wanted to order. And I specifically went and was so excited for the bone marrow luge with the fettuccine. Right. I was thrilled. The fact that they like emptied it and then did a shot, I was like, this is this is perfect. So yeah, I got I, there's. I'm, watching, I'm so sorry. I'm so now I'm no, hungry. No, cool. Now I'm gonna go here for dinner tonight. You're gonna be like seeing me filming again. Oh um, yeah. No, nice. well, we want to. We actually thought about going last night after we saw your lobster mac and cheese post. Charlie uh. literally was like, I'm gonna see if they have a reservation. And so I wouldn't <laughs> be shocked if we ended up there tonight. Like this would not be a shock to oh, me. Oh, that's awesome. But anyways, so yeah, I was super excited to go. And I think we were one of the first to film like a full review on it. And we had a great time. I didn't want to reach out for a collaboration. I wanted to go fully experience the restaurant, which we do a lot of the time. We just like go and we pay for the meal because we want our reviews to be as honest and as really close to the experience as possible. Um, and Billy was Billy was fantastic. When we got there, he like supported all my decisions on the food. He helped us pick more food. I think we got more because of him. And their old fashioned is probably one of the best in town. Like I, I love Americanas and I don't know, berries hit different. And I love that tree room that you, you dined in. I mean, I, you mean, I want to, we walked around after we went to had dinner and I want to, I want to be in there next time. It's really you didn't cool. ask for the tree room. I didn't even know it existed. They just put us in a, in a booth, which was still great. Um, yes. The whole restaurant is beautiful. Nothing on the entire restaurant, but that it's just so funny because anytime I've recommended it. I'm like, yeah, when, when you make your reservation, say you want the tree room. And I think I sound crazy because I always talk about the tree room. It's super cool. It's so and pretty. Going back to, you were saying you're one of the first, yeah, you were definitely one of the first to, to cover, do it, give a comprehensive kind of video TikTok on, on berries. How important is it these days to be the first or one of the first to, to cover a place for you? Oh, that's a tough one. I don't, I don't think it's, important to be the first. I think it's important to cover it in a different way. I don't think it, you have to be the first anywhere. You could be, I mean, it could be two years down the road and you go somewhere and if you cover it the correct way, you'll still do the restaurant justice. Um, for this one, it was just purely out of personal interest. I wanted to go. So I wasn't trying to like be the first to review it or anything. Right. I definitely think it helped for this video view because the video has almost, I think 900 some odd thousand views. And so I think for this video, it did help being one of the first, but to me personally, 
I'm not a very competitive person. I'm not going to rush somewhere because I want to be the first to do it. There's so many restaurants that I've known about for so long that other people covered way before me or that I've been to several times. I just haven't videotaped. And I, I think that it's important to also experience the restaurant for yourself too, and not just rush to film it. So it's not always the most important, but I think everyone likes to be first sometimes. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah. But I think you're right. I mean, just your approach and how it's different and to have your experience come across in a fun and clear way is, is probably the most important thing. Yeah. yeah I right. think, I think that's what I try and do. I mean, my, I think I do it a little differently than a lot of people. And yeah. so, yeah, I think that I, my objective is just to always go in and do it the way I feel like I want to post it. I think that your content, when you're, you're a creator, your content, the way you do it is the most important part and to stay true to that. And yeah, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter who does it first. We all are good in our industry because we're all different. And whether you do something first or I do something first shouldn't matter. It should just be how you post it for your audience. And yeah, at the end of the day, be happy with what you're putting out. That's most important. Totally. And if anyone's looking for editing lessons on, on your phone, any of Cody's videos will, will do that. Uh, what are you using for editing now? Oh, let's see what it's actually called. Yeah, it's called Video Leap. Um, video, Leap. And I, video Leap. Like, yeah, Video Leap. And it has a little bunny emblem. Yeah, I, I, it was actually the only one I've ever downloaded and just worked out. But it's su it's a super like easy editing system. You just put all the videos in there. I just mute them all and then I edit them to how I want. And then I do the voiceover in that as well. Yeah. And then I upload it to TikTok. You feel pretty comfortable doing your voiceovers in front of Charlie now? Yes. At first, I, I would be like, can you leave? You right. need to go. That's every TikTok person. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I was like, I can't do this with you staring at me. I feel judged. I feel like I'm saying it wrong. And then, or like, I'll laugh on accident because he's like looking at me. But now I like, I can do them so quick. I mean, sometimes some of them are hard still, but for the most part, he's like sitting there and I'm doing it. Um, or I'll be like, did that sound stupid? Usually he says no, but sometimes he's like, you could redo that. Like the other day, oh, this was a good one. The other day I did, um, I posted Starlight Lounge. Yep. <laughs> uh, I wanted uh, I wanted to call them Fancy Chicken Nuggets. And he heard it and he's like, you can't say that. It's not appropriate. They're crispy ginger chicken. And I was <laughs> like, but they're fancy chicken nuggets. And I thought that I wasn't trying to like say anything bad about them. I thought these fancy chicken nuggets were fantastic. I'd pay $20 for them again. He's like, I don't know if that's a good thing to say for the restaurant. And I was like, damn you. So he's good for that. Like when he's in the room, he does help for that type of stuff because I thought it was hilarious and he did not. And um, sometimes we're funnier to ourselves. <laughs> yeah, totally. And, but, it, you know, going back to just having a partner in crime, to be able someone who can honestly be a critic to your yeah. work is, is super important. Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing that video. Um, nice. I love it. And uh, we're going to go into some questions now. Okay. Some of them might be a little long. It's not going to be rapid fire. I'm not going to say that. But anyways, okay. uh, number I'm one. I'm really bad at quick answers. Yeah, we, we, it doesn't okay. have to be quick. So number one, what is your favorite non-social media app on your phone? Non-social media? Oh, that's rough. Um, I don't know. No. I feel like I don't go on a lot of non-social media apps. Now I'm checking my phone. Let's see. I don't know. The weather app. The weather app. Okay. I check the weather app. I'm, I'm thinking about like what I go on and I'm like, I don't know. Cause like even then I like check the news, like, non-social media. Is the news considered social media? I No. Only yeah. if you comment on the article, I guess. I don't know. No. 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 Okay. Then the news, the news. app. Okay. The news app would probably be like where I'm at often. Like I'm I'm checking out the news. Okay. Or the weather. <laughs> uh, number number two. You have to eat pizza for an entire week from only one restaurant. Uh, name that restaurant, Cody. Okay. I think everyone's gonna hate me for this, and I will explain after. But if I had to eat at one pizza restaurant for an entire week, it would be Domino's. And I know, I know, I know, I know, but listen, so my stomach is very sensitive to pizza and I've never been able to figure out what, like what it is. So when we eat pizza somewhere, I have to be able to like go home and lay down. 
So for some weird reason, Domino's has never hurt my stomach since I was like a little kid at birthday parties. So it's not because Domino's is the best pizza around. It's it's just a comfort thing. Like okay. I know I know it doesn't hurt my stomach and I don't want to starve and be in pain. So but if I could eat and not be in pain, I'd probably make my own pizzas. Okay. Like honestly, I don't know. Pizza's a really tough one for me. That's I don't hate Domino's. I think it's better than Papa John's and yes. and yes. all that stuff. So But yeah. as a foodie, it's really embarrassing to say that because that's just not the answer. I should be that's way right. better. But there's no right yeah. answer, it's your answer, and that's what matters. So. <laughs> You're gonna get the most comments on that one. They're gonna be like, Domino's, cancel her <laughs> immediately. <laughs> okay. Uh number three, would you rather be paid like a four-figure sum for a post? knowing full well it will bomb no matter how you present it? Or would you do one for free that will guarantee you 2 million plays? I do one for free every okay. time. Yeah. 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 Like I've said several times, like the reason I'm doing it is to kind of help. So yeah, I don't want anything to ever bomb and it's yeah. not for the money. I mean, that's super awesome to be able to get paid, but yeah, I'd never ever want low views on anything if I'm trying to post it for them to get people in the door. For sure. And I think you, me, we're at kind of the point where we can say no and it's not mm -hmm. going to be the end of the world. I mean, I say no to a lot of paid stuff just because it's going to just be terrible for content and yeah. really compromise, you know, what you're about. It has to be something that is aligned to, to what you're doing. No, I agree. I think that's another reason why I started doing the videos the way I did is because no hate to anyone, but sometimes going to an event for an influencer event, you can't get the content that you feel is going to justify posting. And if it is, maybe you didn't get to try the food. So even though the content's great, you didn't really get to experience what it tastes like hot or anything. And I think that, yeah, it's really important to yeah. put your best foot forward and know exactly what you're putting out is what you would go back to. I think that's my goal and what I'm putting out lately is, will I go back any day of the week to eat this food? And yeah, so I think that that's important. Yeah, and there's a trust that your audience has in your recommendations. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's that's probably the most important thing. Uh, tell me a funny or interesting time you've been recognized. Oh, this is good. Um, well, I will start by saying that being recognized freaks me out and I want to run away 90% of the time, but I'm so thankful that like people recognize me um, and that they're following and supporting me. But at the same time, I'm like, Oh my gosh, I don't think I realized that putting my face in videos, you know, that would get a lot of views would actually mean people would say hello. Um, so I, it was a bit of a shock. I think the, they the funniest one. It was actually a couple because it was in one day. We went to like me and Heather were at Red Rock Radio Heather and we were sitting there eating an ice cream and this girl walks by. She was a lifeguard and she like turns around. And she's like, I know you, you're local living. Like I watch all your stuff. And I was like, thank you so much. And then she like walked away. But like there wasn't much of a conversation. And then later that night, me and Heather went to uh, somewhere else. And we were downtown. We were in an alley. We were going into... Uh, the downtowner, I think it's called that red door, the secret yep. bar. And I was standing in line waiting to get in. And Heather was talking to someone who we were with. And this guy, we were, well, I was talking to a little bit, but I was on my phone. And this guy behind us goes, Well, I wonder what local living would think. <laughs> and I was like, Holy shit. <laughs> like, it was so creepy the way he did it. And I was like, Excuse me. And he goes, yeah, I know who you are. And I was like, I don't know if you should. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't That's know crazy. I like this. Um, he turned out to be a really nice guy. And I told him um, the way you said it was a little weird. If we could just not do that to me again, that would be <laughs> fantastic. But that that was the that was probably the most interesting time um that I've been recognized. The most times I've been recognized was actually at the concert we went to the other night for sunset station i was recognized i think five or six times and 
I didn't want to leave my seat after that. I was like, I'm just right. going to sit here. And then it turned out the girl in front of me, she kept like turning around and staring at me the entire concert. <laughs> and I was like, I have a really, really weird feeling about this. And when right. the concert ended, I was waiting for her to leave because I just felt, I felt a little anxious and she like turns around really quickly. And she's like, I'm sorry. I've been staring at you the whole night. I just know who you are. You're from TikTok. Your name's Local Living. And I was like, hi, I'm Cody. Nice to meet you. And she was so sweet. But it, yeah, those are the two. But those two stories are like, they stick out in my head. That's awesome. Those are yeah. cool stories. Though. Have you been recognized? You've been recognized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sometimes, yeah, I mean, it's not surprising anymore when it happens. So yeah. Oh, you're just too famous. That's what it is. <laughs> One day I hope You'll get to used be to like it. Phil. You'll get used to it. Come on. Yeah. One day I'm going to be like, I'm just so used to getting recognized. <laughs> Basically should be on the red carpet at every premiere. Like that's how famous I am. Now I sound like a douchebag. Are you, are you going to be in the tabloids? TMZ is following you around. Oh my God. No. That's so funny. I'm sorry. That was just. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. Try to avoid the tabloids. Yeah. So, no, we all yeah. should. Yeah. It would be like uh, me buying a Big Mac. You know what? I'm not going to lie. That's secretly one of my favorite restaurants. McDonald's. I'm, I'm telling you, they're going to cancel me after this podcast. They're going to be like, this girl's out. Her food recommendations are obviously off her McDonald's taste buds, and she's fired. No. I love McDonald's. There's a lot of people that love McDonald's. I know. Um, I, You know, it's just not the best for you or sometimes the taste of it. But it's satisfying, right? So there's a nostalgia thing for everyone. Yes, McDonald's anyway. So comfort food. Uh, what's your opinion on the whole TikTok reporting thing that's been popping up? I mean, I read that 50% of people now get their news from social media, mm -hmm. and during that mask mandate thing, I saw probably at least 10 mask mandate news posts from Las Vegas social media accounts all of which did pretty well for their accounts. What do you think about that? I have a different opinion on it. Um, I think that if you're posting it to post it to hopefully get views, it depends on what you're posting about. Um, the mask mandate, obviously, I think it's very informative. A lot of people from out of state follow local Las Vegas influencers. So I think that like that's perfectly fine. I think if it pertains to your audience, it's perfectly fine to post. Um, so that would be like my generalized opinion on it okay because yeah, i will not I, be I'm, posting anything about news right right i mean neither am i but you know i wonder like you know we get those press releases from pr or corporations or whatever like are people just going to green screen that and just do a news report like is there going to be a weather person like that's going to kill it i don't <laughs> Could know you imagine like that would be fair i mean go for it that's your platform and that's what you're passionate about and that's what you think like you will be the best at do it do a las vegas news reporter that's not actually a news station like i love it yeah i think <laughs> I don't, yeah i think that it depends on the person and the social media name for sure i don't think a foodie should do it but no. you know if that's what they're passionate about too i mean who knows maybe i'll start doing like psychology posts on my food channel i don't know that would be cool i'd love to hear that approach that would be cool. Maybe yeah. maybe I'll think about it. <laughs> uh, what was the last thing Amazon delivered to your door? Ooh, I think it was something for the house. Honestly, I think it was like door handles. You put new door <laughs> handles on. So I think that's honestly what it was. I don't order a lot from Amazon. It has to be like big like priority stuff um, or things I can't really get in stores. I'm a huge in-person shopper. Oh, okay. Like, uh, huge. I don't. I don't really understand. And maybe it's a good thing because my family thinks I'm a shopaholic. So maybe it's a great thing that I don't shop online because it'd be so easy. Right. Um, but yeah, I like to like see things and feel them and make sure they're worth what I'm spending. So I buy like everything in person. I don't think the last like personal order has been. Yeah, I haven't done that in a while. Christmas would be the time I order things online. But other than that, in-person shopper. I What's will be the one who's crying when they take all the stores away because Amazon's taking over the world. Right. Well, well thanks so for sad. keeping it in business. Yeah, yeah it's, <laughs> but, it's uh, me. I'm holding down the fort. <laughs> it's all me. Is there a favorite retail store? Like clothing? Can I talk about yeah. clothing? Okay, I love fashion. I like to stay kind of trendy with my outfits. And I love Zara, 
which is a fast fashion, fast fashion business. So it's not the best one to support, but I definitely love their clothing and I think that they stay up with the trends. So that would be one of the stores I go to the most. You can definitely find me at the mall. Probably this is embarrassing, but like once a week, maybe once every other week. What's your favorite mall? Fashion show. Fashion show for sure. Okay. I will be, yeah, I don't really go to other malls. You and uh, Charlie want to stay in order from a, a, from Postmates or whatever. What's your go-to restaurant for delivery? Pin Cow or Ginya. I don't know. We don't do much delivery, but if we're like picking it up to go, like for sure, Pin Cow or Ginya. Yeah. Or maybe some uh, like from fucking. So good. (laughs) Yeah, so good. Now that's what I'm going to have for dinner. Forget berries. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Forget berries. Um, (laughs) Beer or cocktails? Ooh, I love a good craft beer. So probably a craft beer. Um, I'm a big sour fan. Okay. So if I had the choice of a really good craft sour in front of me or a cocktail, I'm going to go with the sour every time. And I love that you guys drink because there are a lot of foodies that don't these days. Yeah, um, which is kind of, I didn't know that until you talked to me about that. I mean, yeah. I think it's more of a social aspect for us. We do not drink at home. And so w- when we go somewhere nice, I think we like to have a cocktail and experience, especially if it's like a craft craft cocktail bar or like someone who has a mixologist i think we definitely like to enjoy i think it's part of an art um especially for the food industry so it's yeah it's really weird that a lot of people don't drink that who are foodies because i definitely think it's an experience but i understand i respect it sure sure so um, (laughs) what's your what's your favorite beer these days anything stand out i like um i love bad beat okay like yep. Bad Beats beers. So when they have a sour or um, Love Lady, when they have a sour, I like I like to go for their sours. Love Lady has a fantastic sour. Um, the night I think it's Ninth Island. It's fantastic. So I definitely love anything. From I like local breweries. So we try and go, obviously. Yeah, I love that you guys support all that stuff. And uh, I love that when we hang out, I, I know that we can have drinks. So <laughs> Yeah, anytime. Yeah. We need to go out sooner, like soon. I know. Anyways, I think I know. we're it's overdue. Been a while, I think. Stay up to like 4 a.m. Make sure we get some like chicken and waffles somewhere. Like that is, <laughs> that's the goal. All right. I'm down. Um, <laughs> you've been to a ton of places in Las Vegas. I mean, what's the one place on the list you're still dying to check out? Ooh, I won't lie. I'm pretty, I'm a big pusher on when something's open that I want to go see. I don't like to wait around. But the one place that I'm dying to go to, and I think we might go this month, we were supposed to go for my birthday, but obviously coronavirus put a damp in that. We wanted to go with my whole family. It would be um, Mayfair at the Bellagio. Yes. Yep. I want to go so bad, like insanely bad. I try all the time to make a reservation and they just never have them the week I want to go. So now we have to make a reservation for like two weeks from now, which is fine. So right. We'll, we'll hopefully Such a be there. Fun time. You guys have a great time for sure. Oh, I'm so, yeah, that's the one place. Anywhere with a show of the Bellagio Fountains, I want to go to all the restaurants that have a view of the Bellagio yeah. Fountain. It's like my favorite thing in Las Vegas. I agree. It never gets old for me after so many years. I mean, I still will stop and watch the Fountain Show because it's just one of the best things about the yeah, city. Yeah, I agree. And, and anytime um, visitors come, it's like the number one thing. They're like, where should we go eat? I'm like, well, we should go see the Bellagio Fountain first. And then we'll talk about where to eat or make sure it has a view. That's why I love Monomika B. It's one of my favorite restaurants in the city. Yep. And it doesn't hurt the wallet so bad. No, so, it's, yeah. it's pretty affordable for breakfast, lunch, or dinner for a strip yeah. restaurant. Yeah, for sure. Really yeah. good value. Well, awesome. This was super fun. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, this was super fun. Yeah, thank you for having me on. I'm so excited. I, I think what you've been doing is fantastic. And I don't listen to podcasts much and you're the one I've been listening to. I think I've listened to most of the podcasts. So I'm super excited for myself to be on it. So thank you for having me. It means a ton. Of course. No, I've always wanted to have you on and because you just have such a unique way of posting and, and I love it. I love your work. So thank you. It means Um, a lot. Anything you want to plug? Follow, make sure you follow local living on IG. (laughs) (laughs) And then are you doing social media management now? I heard through the grapevine you are. Oh yeah, that grapevine. It um it grows so quick when you start, like, but yeah, so I've always been 
on the side, like I have not told a lot of people this in general. So the whole food photography I've done, I've been doing pictures for clients per se. Um, I just have, which, you know, I've always been nervous to like kind of run accounts and be that face. And yes, as of recently, I have been running accounts and I'm super excited for it. Um, I don't know if I'm comfortable in saying who they are, but I'm definitely, I think it's great. I love the clients and I love, yeah, I like it. I think that it's obviously new, so I have a lot to grow with, but because of you guys, I mean, you and Drew and Damien and Lindsay and Paul, like all of you guys push me so hard with like doing this stuff. So I'm glad I finally made the leap. So yeah, now I officially have an LLC and I'm super pumped about it. That's super exciting. Yeah. Thank I can't you. wait to see what comes. Big things always coming up. So I love it. Yeah. I hope so. I hope um, everyone around us continues to grow. That's the goal, right? We Absolutely. all go up together as uh, I think it's, Hook said, or maybe it's Paul, but there's enough of the pie for everyone. So I definitely am excited to be eating it. Thanks for tuning into the Las Vegas Phil Food and Social Podcast. For more information about me and where I've been dining recently, check out my Instagram and TikTok at Las Vegas Phil, or feel free to drop me an email at lasvegasphil at gmail.com.